You're listening to Talking Tricks, the home of amazing stories from magic, circus, variety and comedy performers. Hello and welcome to Talking Tricks, a podcast presented by us, Kane and Abel, two magicians with the exact same voice. Two magicians with a love for the circus. Ever since we can remember, we've travelled all over the country to watch amazing circus performers. And this week, we're going to be looking ahead to the London International Mime Festival. We're going to be talking to the barely methodical troupe, a contemporary circus act like no other. But before we get into that interview, it really has been circus, circus, circus for us recently because we went to Circus 1903 at the South Bank Centre on Friday evening and what a show that was! Really, really fantastic. Produced by the people behind The Illusionist Show, which I know a lot of magicians listening will be familiar with. And David Williamson, well-known magician, played the role of the, uh, I suppose he was the ringmaster, really. But a really unbelievable show there. The greatest circus acts on earth were performing in Circus 1903. Anything you can imagine happened at that show. And it was really cool to see circus in, in a different and unique way because I know that normally you set up the big top and people go and they'll sit and watch it in there and we love that feeling and that atmosphere but this was in a theatre, a pretty posh theatre at that. By setting it in the 1900s it meant we had to have animals so we have the amazing puppet elephants from the unbelievable puppet work from the people behind the war horse. Anyone that's seen the play War Horse will know that they have amazing horses there. And as soon as these elephants enter the stage in Circus 1903, you are absolutely 100% convinced that that's a real elephant. And they're so amazing. And I was talking to people at the show and they were saying that, you know, yes, it was the most amazing circus acts you've ever seen, but these people were like, my favourite was the baby elephant because it was so cute and there's no way you could say that you didn't love that. So Circus 1903 is a show we wanted to watch for quite a while, yeah, and we really... We're really pleased to get a chance to go and watch it and all we're basically going to say on it than what we've already said is if you get the opportunity, go and watch Circus 1903. We had a little check, did a little Google and um, we found out that, well, we did a little Google and it doesn't say when their next dates are but I think they're coming back to London next year and I'm sure they'll be somewhere else in the world before then so please do check them out. Something else I found out over Christmas doing um, a quiz was that Google used to be known as Backrub. Imagine that. Imagine just being like, oh, I wonder when Cain and Abel are next live touring. We'll just backrub it. How bizarre that would have been. We must mention though, actually, on Cain and Abel live and touring on the 25th of this month, January, we will be in London at the beautiful Magicians Club. There's tickets available for that. And then from there, as I'm sure you all know by now, because we go on and on about it, we're back off to the Stirling Fringe in Australia and then Adelaide Fringe. So that's pretty much the whole of our march. And May and June, you can catch us at the Brighton Fringe Festival. And we've got another, we've got another date. We've got another festival. It's gonna be a festival first for us. Well, I'd say we're confirmed, but I'm gonna wait for one little detail until I can 
share that one so coming up soon we will let you know where we are next because there's an extra festival running and we're really excited about it but please go to www.caneandablemagic.com forward slash live to get tickets to all of those dates but we want to talk about the London International Mind Festival we want to get as many of you down to watch some of the amazing shows that are on there and it runs starts this Wednesday and it runs until the beginning of February I think the last show closes on the 3rd and there's some phenomenal shows on at this festival we're going to talk about those but we're going to talk about one show in particular to kick off the new year and that is the barely methodical troupe they join us now in a minute on talking tricks the number one podcast for great stories from the world of magic circus comedy and variety you're listening to talking tricks joining us now on talking tricks is the barely methodical troupe to kick us off let's get an understanding of, of what the troupe is made of and what everyone's roles is. So we'll go right from left and ladies first, as it should always be. It's almost like blind date this bit, isn't it? Um, What's your name and what's your role in in the show and the troupe? Yeah, so my name is Esmeralda. Uh, I'm mostly flying around, Uh, (laughs) like flyer acrobat kind of situation is my role. Usually in my life I also do like a lot of geotropies, but in the show I'm on the floor and jumping from the floor and landing on the floor and on people on the floor, I would say. Yeah, did I get it right? (laughs) That sounds great. Uh, Moving on, I suppose, left to right then. Uh, I'm Charlie and I spin around in a big metal wheel uh, in the show and I'm also one of the people that Esmeralda jumps on and lands on, so we we act like her floor for quite a lot of the show, um, which is fun for her, I think. Um, yes. Uh, I'm Louis. Um, I do lots of lifting and throwing and catching of people um, and some flips also and, uh, and some talking in this one as well, actually. Mm. Um, that's me. <laughs> uh, I'm Eliu. I'm a b-boy and I spin myself in the show in many different ways. Um, yeah, a, bit, a little bit of catching, a little bit of flying. I'm in the middle of all of them. <laughs> so, so those are the guys. You can hear all their voices. And um, I guess listeners will probably be familiar with some of the shows that you guys have been touring the world for the last few years. And I want to talk about, about Shift specifically, because it's opening the London International Mind Festival in a few days. But before we go directly into Shift, and I, I don't know who wants to, to jump in and add to this one, but how would you, I suppose... Um, describe the company and what they do do um, to someone that maybe hasn't seen the poster on the wall or hasn't seen a show before in in the past. We are a circus company. We are an experimental acrobatic troupe. Um, Me and Charlie and another guy called Beren, who's not here at the moment, uh, we started it back in 2014 with our first show, Bromance. Um, I myself did parkour before circus. Charlie was a great dancer and Beren did tricking. And I think those um, avenues into circus really kind of um, are instrumental in the material that we create. So I think it's um, s- you know stuff like I don't know flex, flex feet and like not perfect straight lines. That that kind of doesn't necessarily matter to us. Not not that it, the aesthetic does, but we're not looking to be kind of gymnasts kind of thing. We're looking to to kind of change shifted up a bit if you will (laughs) (laughs) 
great pun <laughs> two and a half minutes and it's in there yeah. um, so so charlie i suppose then what led to you guys starting the company uh, we were at school together we met at a circus school in london the, the national center for circus arts as it's called now and we had an opportunity to kind of band together and create a show which ended up being bromance and which ended up being a lot about kind of our relationship as a trio and uh, relationships of, of males in general, I guess, and male companionship and its limits. From there, kind of everything naturally quite exploded for us, which was very fun. And we ended up touring the world and then meeting more acrobats and we wanted to work with more acrobats. And so we, we did so, um, made a second show called Kin. And now this is our third show, Shift. Yeah, with, with lovely Eliu and Esmeralda and what an what a asset to the team they are. Yeah, and it's quite interesting that you guys obviously started with bromance and, I mean, it's very nature, I suppose, of contemporary circuses. You have to collaborate with, with more and more artists. What's it been like uh, for, the, for these guys coming on and, and joining? And are you kind of always looking, I suppose, to see what you can do that's, that's different and, and different kind of skills that you can add to the, to the group, whether that's things you learn yourself or actually finding someone that's doing something really cool and, and contemporary and, and adding that to the show. I asked about three questions. <laughs> In that, um, I remember, let, let's go with the latter one, I suppose. Um, I suppose an easier question to ask, actually, or a better way to say it, is how important is it for you guys to be constantly collaborating with other artists? For us, it's so, so lovely to find people that really do excite us and offer us something new. Um, we met Esmeralda in a, in a wedding in Australia a couple of years ago and we met her for a couple of days and trained with her on the beach and then a couple of years later me and Louis needed a, we needed to find somebody to kind of fly around in the air and we, we <laughs> picked up the phone, phoned Esmeralda and hey remember us, do you want to come and join us in England? And I was like yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> and you know it's in those, in those small moments that you train with people and you meet people around the world, you really recognise very instantly if it's going to click. And with Esmeralda, we straight away saw, oh, OK, we can have a lot of fun with her and we can have a lot of fun together and create some stuff that we, we couldn't do on our own as well. Um, and Louis had worked with Eliu before um, in, a, in a dance show. Mm. And it was, we were so excited to work with a real deal break dancer that could just fly around and make us feel like inferior in the circus world we're used to feeling quite superior you know and so it's lovely to to see Eliu fly around like a superhero and he really is a superhero and that that grounds us <laughs> i want to dive into the show then shift and, and kind of get an understanding of its narrative and the kind of things people see but before then very quickly elio and esmeralda it'd be nice just to get just a little bit on, on kind of your background so esmeralda what what led you to to being uh, the kind of artist you are when i was four years old I just told my parents that I wanted to do circus. Um, I wanted to be an aerial acrobat. I told them, and they was like, they were like, "How does he know this word?" Like, um, they found a circus school and put me in it. And from there on, like, I just I, I was in a youth circus, and then I did circus high school, and then I did duck the circus school in Stockholm. Um, and uh, like usually I work in a duo together with another girl and we do trapeze together and then when these guys asked if I wanted to join as like an acrobat, a solo acrobat, I was like I've worked together with my partner for 17 years, like maybe it's time to try to do something on my own and like see who am I in a new situation like without being this like this these two that just goes together all the time and it's been like a really great experience actually to like 
be independent. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. Like up until now, I've I've only worked in duos, and it's been really fun to. I mean, I work a lot in duos and trios, and like because I work with these guys. Like mostly, I'm not that solo, anyways, because I end up climbing on them and jumping on them. But it's been good to like find new constellations. Cool. And um, Elio, I suppose coming at it from from dancing, um, I guess maybe your background might have been on the street solo kind of stuff. Um, is that kind of your background? And then what's it been like to be part of a troupe, or have you kind of always been part of dance troops? Sorry, say again. Sorry. Um, so. I'll cut again, I'll cut that in too. Um, so <laughs> what was your background into, into performing? Yeah, so I start basically com doing competition with my crew. I have a crew from Andalusia, South Spain. And I spent like 10 years doing competition. And then did the, I went to Madrid and I started to live in working as in dance shows. And then in 2012, I came to London to do audition with the Olympic Touch Relay and I start to be in contact with circus people because it was a circus show. And then I started to work with Inecos, with Beren and Louis, and a show of Ella Robson. And then I started to know more and more and more circus people, and I started to work almost only with circus. Super. And so let, let's tackle the show shift then um, for anyone that's maybe thinking, do you know what? It's January. I'm not going to sit in the house and be bored all January. I'm going to go out and going to see some amazing um, theatre, for want of a better word, I suppose. What's the show all about? It's, um, it's a hard question, actually, because a lot, of, a lot of people that we've talked to after the show have had like, lots of, kind of different um, ideas of what it's been about, and that's kind of over... So, for example, we did Edinburgh Festival, and like, over 20-odd shows of people saying, was it about this, was it about that? It's kind of changed it in our minds as well. Um, but I think what it seems to be a, a through line or a red thread, as Esmeralda introduced the term to us, um, is that it's kind of relationships. And we start off in this kind of world that we don't really know what's going on. We're not really sure what the limits of this world are. Or we have to connect to each other as like a, these, these blue elastic bands. Um, over the course of the show, after interacting with each, with each other a lot um, we become a lot more stable and a lot more sure of ourselves in this world and that enables us to be able to kind of lean on each other I guess physically obviously <laughs> but allows us to, to kind of move from a place of uncertainty and having to rely on these elastic bands to a place of much more certainty and solidity where we don't need them so much and we rely much more on ourselves um, and the floor. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess I guess that that progress of relationships uh, finding, throughout the show, like finding balance, kind of yeah. finding like we're we're like constantly looking for something, but like I don't even know if we ourselves knows what we are looking for, but we are really searching, and then in the end, it feels like what we find is like the balance, kind of. And when you create the work that you do, do you kind of create it? with a viewpoint that actually what you're creating might be quite open to interpretation and it's very much for the audience to decide the meaning I suppose and actually they might get a completely different story from it. Is that kind of in your mind when you're creating the work you do? Yeah I guess in non-verbal work there's much more of a looseness around the uh, the picture frame you know it's what well, something for us 
may, you know, a, a, a sequence may really um, give us an idea of something, but maybe it offers something else completely to somebody else, or when you look at it from the inside or the outside, it's, it's a, a completely different looking um, kind of sequence of, of, of things. We let the movement, when we create, we let the like physical stuff really drive the, the motivation for the scene, because with circus you really have to kind of do what's needed, you know. I, I spin around in a, in a metal serial, so we need to give that given circumstance that there's this metal wheel on stage and that has to be allowed for the show to kind of happen. So there's no, there's no kind of quick justification of that, it just, it, it, it exists. And there's a lot of that for, for circus, the, 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 the circus must exist there. And then it's about how we, how we interact with that and how the, the circus kind of plays with us and changes uh, our relationships and how it drives, uh, yeah, our, our relationships, as Louis was saying, is really like the centre of, I guess, of, of shift. And I suppose relationships was obviously quite um, a key point in bromance then. Is, is that, what is it about relationships that I suppose that inspires you guys to create work based on that? Hopefully we all have relationships. Hopefully we all have friends. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we, everyone can recognise what it feels like to... to, to be with a brother or, or a father or a friend or, or, or whatever the, the kind of relationship is. Also with circus, with especially hand-to-hand, -hand, excuse me, acrobatics, um, it's really about that when it comes down to it. And it's a very like relatable subject. And I, I always like to do things on stage that I know that people can relate to because it's so boring to put yourself as this like superhero that everyone's like, Wow, they're doing these things, and we're not like them. They're like an other species, but it's way ni nicer to like make yourself part of everyone, um, and then you're like all in the space together rather than it's them and us. So I think that's also something that it's nice about relationships. Everyone can relate to it, and it can feel very deep <laughs> talking about um, contemporary circus, but. Um, uh, there's splattering of humour uh, throughout the show. Is why is it important? And it's almost it seems obvious to ask it, but why is it important to add those, those breaks and those pieces of humour in a show for you instead of it being you know totally straight throughout? Yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them come about by accident. Um, we'll be rehearsing something in in the studio, and then like something will go wrong or whatever, or someone will say something that just ends up being funny, and then there's like okay, like bang, that's in the show for sure. And then a lot of it also happens from doing the show lots as well. And you kind of always find little opportunities to, to interact with the audience and like have that connection. But I think also as well, is it's, it shows um, a, lot, a lot of the humour we do, I think, shows like a vulnerability to like us as the performers on the stage, which I think is another way in for the for the audience as well as another another point of reference or connection. Thinking ahead then of London International Mime Festival, what what are the plans for the year ahead for for the troupe? Quite exciting. We're we're taking uh, our second show, Kin on tour to Holland for a little bit. Um, also, Shift is going to have it did a little run around UK and it's going to jump around the rest of UK for a little bit. A couple, a couple. Unconfirmed things that we're yeah. really, really hoping. Yeah, not sure how much we can say. That's that's yeah, easier that's to say though. Yeah. <laughs> nice and ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking with the themes. Yeah. Um, cool. And I wonder then, um, 
maybe looking at the, the programme of London International Mine Festivals, are there any other acts uh, on, on the bill, on the programme that you're either looking forward to seeing or that have maybe inspired you in the past? Esmeralda and I went to watch a show in uh, Edinburgh that's, mm. that's playing here by Thomas Monckton that's called The Artist and it was one of our favourite shows of yeah. Edinburgh. Uh, I actually got tickets for my whole family to watch it so I'm very excited to yeah, see that again. Yeah, I would recommend everyone to watch it. Yeah, what a silly, silly guy he is. Yeah, <laughs> geniusly silly. Yeah. yeah. And the Gandinis, who are friends of ours, so they're definitely one to look out for. Mm, first UK circus mm. company on the main stage at Sadler's, which is very exciting for circus. Mm. Also, at the Barbican, Peeping Tom is a lovely Belgian dance company that has some crazy things. Mm. Very really excited watch to watch that. that. Yeah. I've seen one of the, their shows. It's really cool. I want to see this one. And I know that you guys are due to get back to rehearsal, so I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I suppose uh, broadening things out of the festival then, is there any other kind of, uh, whether it's other contemporary circus acts or just other kind of variety acts or shows that, that do inspire your work or have influenced you uh, in any way? I have a show that like will always stay in my mind. It's called Face Nord by a company called On Loop On Loom. Um, and right now it's pretty cool because they're making a remake of this show. It, it's a four-man four show um, and it's based on kind of games and um, so it's there are acrobatics in there but like there's no tricks for the tricks. It's very based on like physicality and games and now they're making a remake of the show with four women and my trapeze catcher is one of those four women. So I saw it, I've seen it with all the men and with all the women. It's a really inspiring show. And then actually, I suppose, something that's just got sort of sprung to mind whilst thinking of that, I wonder, when you guys are creating the work that you do do, um, does the story or the kind of themes you want to tackle come first, or do you guys go with the movement and the sort of skills, for again, want of a better word, that you, you know you want to perform and show in front of an audience, and then kind of work that narrative in, in afterwards? Which, which way do you kind of tackle things? I think it even goes back to casting. Um, for us, for car when we're casting a show, we're, we're thinking about what we can do and what is possible with this new cast. Um, and so we really we knew we wanted a breakdancer. So we really found Eliu, and then and then it was like, right, how can we use this breakdance vocabulary with some circus vocabulary in a group? And there's so much um, kind of group acrobatics that with a breakdancer there's crazy things that are possible and it's very exciting kind of working and finding new things and then they will uh, kind of these new sequences that will kind of be created from everyone's individual skill set will give us uh, a potential story. If you start off with an idea it's quite easy to end up like forcing the circus like into into that framework instead of um, what feels more natural is to kind of you know because ultimately it's about the material and it's about the tricks and it's about the the kind of like fear factor and the, the kind of wow factor for the audience as well so like yeah it, it feels like if they if they're kind of emergent upon the material it's a much more natural um much more natural process and it doesn't feel like you you know have to act or anything or you have to kind of do anything you don't want to do if if the story has come from you interacting with someone purely on a movement level um, so I think that is the, yeah, it's a more organic way to work for us at least. One exciting thing about this show, Shift, is we made it for a, a Spiegel tent. And yeah. so it's, uh, in the, it's kind of pretty much in the round. It's about a 350 degree audience. <laughs> and it's a diamond uh, raised up in the middle of the audience, which is so exciting for us. We're usually playing, playing on a stage, on a proscenium arch stage. So the audience are quite far away. 
um, and here they're all around us and that really changes the game for us and hopefully for them as well. It feels quite exciting performing it and we can play with this, with the danger aspect um, and that gives us much more danger as well, which is always fun to play with, you know, yeah. in circus we, we're adrenaline junkies, you know, we need a bit more danger every day. <laughs> and you end up being really close to them, it's really fun. Like you're like right next to them. Right to the right. Yes. Hear them exhale. Hear them inhale. Everything you know. It's it's. We feel much more intimate with the with the audience on this, um, which is great. Really, really fun and very new for us as well. Guys, thank you ever so much uh, for your time and enjoy the run. It's time It's time for this week's Gig of the Week, and this week's Gig of the Week is... Oh, come on. Who else is it going to be? It's Shift by the barely methodical troupe, the people you've just heard us talking to. What an amazing show that sounds like. Big thank you to all of the guys there for sitting down with us to discuss the show during their lunch break. I think it was Charlie had an amazing looking and smelling pad thai. I've had to rush home and eat a giant bowl of vegetables. I'm jealous. It sounded delicious. But look, the show opens its London premiere Wednesday. That's this Wednesday the 9th and it runs to Saturday the 12th. It's at 7.30 weeknights, but the Saturday show is on at 5 p.m. It's, it's fun for all the family. As long as your age guidance 5 plus is fine. Looks like it's going to be an amazing show. Sounds like an amazing show. And actually one point I should add. On Friday there's an after show discussion. So if you were listening to that podcast then and thought Lawrence, why haven't you asked this? Why aren't you speaking about this? We'll go along to the after show discussion on Friday and ask them whatever you want. But that is obviously this week's Gear of the Week. Thank you ever so much for listening to this week's Talking Tricks. Next week we're going to have a award-winning magician it's back to the magic an award-winning magician i think they've won more awards than any other magician ever so we'll look forward to playing that interview for you thank you ever so much a happy new year to you all i wish you all the health and happiness for the year ahead and one thing i will also wish you is great podcast entertainment and we're going to be bringing you that we've got some amazing guests lined up we've got some amazing festivals that we're going to visit and i know we're going to have a chat with some of the world's greatest performers and we're going to be chatting to people in London as well when we're back home. So lots of fantastic podcasts coming from us, lots of shows coming from us. Hope to see you at one of those shows as well and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Hi, I'm Alex Obble. Come visit us at obbles.co.uk to find your next prop. Thank you for listening to Talking Tricks with Cade and Abel. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast.